Well, it's that time of year, and I don't know where you are in this world, where you're listening from. If it's cold or snowing, decorated for the holidays, or are you, like me, in a warm place with palm trees? Which is weird, because whenever we get to this time of year, my mind reaches back to the East Coast, to New York City and Philadelphia at Christmas time. Lights on lampposts, chunky sweaters, and the smell of wood smoke on the crisp night air. talk about the holidays. Are you traveling to see family? Are you holidaying in place? Are you huddled under the covers with the shades drawn, an emergent date scheduled for sometime in March? I get it. The holidays can be stressful as hell. So I put together a little booster episode, Mother's Little Helper, for when you're hiding in the bathroom at your in-laws. Take your phone, give this episode a listen. It just might help. Last week, my American friends celebrated Thanksgiving, which has always been my favorite holiday. I know it's not a happy time for our Native American community, but for me, Thanksgiving isn't about the pilgrims. It's about being thankful and grateful. As a musician in Nashville, none of us could travel home during the holidays because when other folks were on holiday, musicians are usually working as the entertainment back when people went to small music venues, back when there actually were small music venues. My house was a crash pad on Thanksgiving. I did the cooking, and the doors were open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or until whenever we just gave out. Everyone was welcome to stop by either before their other commitments or after. I loved it. Today is December 14th. We're not even into the holidays full swing, and I just read a recent study that suggests 55% of Americans are already in the grips of the holiday blues. The start of Las Posadas is still two days away, on the 16th. Hanukkah's on the 18th, and the winter solstice, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and of course, New Year's, a couple weeks down the road. When it comes to the holiday blues, a lot of triggers might seem obvious, but some are not so obvious. This time of year can be extremely painful for folks grieving the loss of a loved one, a broken relationship, or a divorce. It's hard on members of our military who can't travel home to see their families. Last year, post-COVID lockdown, people couldn't wait to reconnect and gather with family and friends. This year, with a tightening economy, people are feeling a different kind of strain. Some people just don't have the money to participate the way they want to. Family conflict has also risen in the ranks as one of the main causes of stress during the holidays. I talked about it in episode 15, but I did some more investigating. And here are some stats I found via Amy Morin's fantastic website, TheVeryWellMind.com. 75% of people have concerns about conflict when it comes to gathering with their family this holiday. 40% actually expect conflict. Traveling can also trigger anxiety, especially if you're traveling with toddlers or adolescents. Oh my God, it's a nightmare these days. A lot of people report having an amazing amount of stress caused by the pressures and expectations of gift giving. Disrupted routines, that's another one. When you're staying in a hotel or with family, it's really hard to stick to a normal routine. Mel and I just spent six weeks on the road, staying in other people's space, and it was really difficult. You toss in the previous triggers and you can see where problems start to come up. There's time off work. This is obvious, of course. If you're traveling, you're going to incur expenses, not to mention missing a deadline, or worse yet, having to remain connected and doing check-ins while you're trying to visit with family. That's a big one for us. 
we frequently find ourselves cramming in a little work before or after family gatherings. So I got curious and I went back to look at when all of this holiday syndrome started to see what the triggers were back then. The farthest back I could find anything concrete was 1941, when a young psychotherapist named Jewel Eisenbud published a paper called Negative Reactions to Christmas. Eisenbud's paper basically put forth the premise that pre-existing distress could be attributed to the feelings of depression and anxiety during the holidays and said it could be exacerbated by the holidays. But he never actually suggested that the holidays themselves were the cause. And this from a guy whose main area of study was mental telepathy. And after that, you got to jump to the 1980s to find a regular year-after-year stories about the holiday syndrome, with one report claiming that nearly 70% of newspapers at the time would consistently report spiking suicide rates during the holidays. That was a problem, because once you dig further, you find that suicide rates actually drop during the holidays. What rises is alcohol abuse and depression. Finances have always been at the forefront. Social media, which is a huge contributor to stress and anxiety these days, was a non-factor. And along with social media, something else needs to be considered in the modern world analysis. COVID. I think post-COVID, any correlation to data from the days prior to the shutdown should be viewed with an asterisk. In episode 15, Family Practice, I talked about how curating the information we expose ourselves to has changed the family dynamic, specifically in the last 10 years. In America especially, with all of the divisiveness, the holidays just become another block on an already overloaded stack. Everything seems compressed and amplified. The other thing I spoke about in episode 15 was Mo Gaudet's book Solve for Happy and his assertion that managing expectations can do wonders for your happiness levels. When I was putting this piece together, I found one word that came up over and over again when I was searching for ways to cope with the stress of the holidays expectations. It's kind of cool and ironic once you start looking for things, they appear and they're usually connected to some of the other things we might already know but fail to implement or just have trouble with. When it comes to coping with the holidays, the first thing to dispense with might be forming expectations based on what happened in the past holiday gatherings. I mean, all we have to go on is how it played out before, I get it. Ghosts of holidays past. Maybe you remember that time Uncle Frank got drunk and dished all the lurid details about your Aunt Gladys's affair at the table with your young nieces and nephews around. I can understand how that would cause some stress. Maybe you missed your connecting flight and had to spend the night in the terminal with two screaming kids and your angry partner. That's what I'd be thinking about going into this holiday. I wouldn't want to leave the house. But maybe this year, if you're traveling to see family, you actively talk yourself down and reset those expectations. Maybe you bolster your own defenses by calmly telling yourself that you're not going to take the bait or get lured into a contentious discussion. And speaking for myself, I know all this crap about the holidays, yet I still feel like I have to remind myself every year. And I say it a lot, but I'll say it again. I'm not telling you how to handle whichever holiday it is you celebrate. I'm confident you have the means within you to get through it. But here are some thoughts on staying in front of the holiday blues this year. They help me. Maybe they can help you too. Number one, cut back on the gifts. I know it's hard. Other people might make more money than you. They're really good gift givers. There's a lot of pressure. But if you're traveling home to see your family, you're the gift. If you want to try something really cool, make them something. 
I make my own Christmas cards. I do quirky drawings and use watercolors or markers, and every time seems to be a big hit. People will dig that you spent your time rather than your dollars. Number two, budget. If you are buying gifts for people, set a budget and don't go over it. Number three, try not to overindulge. It's really tempting to go overboard with sweets or alcohol during the holidays, especially if you're trying to cope with a stressful family or work gathering. Walk away from the sweets table. Don't have that third drink. Your system's already out of whack. Try not to add to it. Number four, pay attention to your sleep patterns. Take it from me, I'm a horrible sleeper. I'm always playing catch up. And when you're tired, you can't function correctly. The little things become big things and get blown out of proportion. Managing your sleep routine is critical if you're staying in other people's spaces. Their bed's different, the pillow's different. They may keep the heat on 90 or like my mom, on 60. Number five, try to set some boundaries and learn to say no. Easy to say, very hard to do. But you don't have to attend every single work party or holiday gathering. People will understand if you decline because you need time to recharge. Actually, they'll probably envy you for saying it and wish they'd thought of it themselves. Number six, take breaks and plan your decompression. I read a really funny statistic that said, three hours and 54 minutes is the amount of time we can spend with family during the holidays before needing a break. Not three hours and 53 or 55 minutes, three hours and 54 minutes. I don't know where they came up with that, but 25% of the folks surveyed have hidden in a relative's house, while 37% have gone as far as to find a reason to leave the house altogether. Guilty. My East Coast friends will know exactly what I mean when I say, I'm going to Wawa for coffee. Seriously, everyone is different. If you're in the grips of the holiday blues, ask for help. Don't spend the holidays alone if you don't want to. Many years ago, I spent a Christmas alone. It was shortly after my divorce, and I was embarrassed to see my friends and family, so I shut myself in. I didn't put up decorations or attend a single gathering. It was horrible. I don't know that I've ever felt so lonely. So after all of this, I guess the takeaway is be kind to yourself. As crazy as stuff appears out there on the mean streets, there's a lot of love to go around. If you need some, ask. If you have a little extra, spread it around. Personally, I am grateful for every one of you out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the comments and the feedback. I want to wish you all a very happy and safe holiday. I hope 2023 is full of nothing but love and joy. Take care of yourselves and stay safe. And one more thing, if you're hiding in the bathroom, you should probably get back to the shindig. Folks are going to wonder where the hell you are. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word. We're listener supported, so leaving a review on Apple or Spotify really helps. If you want to listen to past episodes or find out how you can support the show, head over to themindunset.com. Okay, I'll be here next week. I hope you will too. Until then, be nice. Do good stuff.